Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the problem. selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months. Do you know Wall Street? Wall Street is the only place. Wall Street is the only place in the world that people in Rolls Royces drive in to get advice from people that took the train to work each day. What does that say to you? And that got me thinking, because during the week, I had someone that follows me on social media track me down whilst I was, I was overseas and asked me whether he thought there was a lot of, whether I thought there was a lot of money in real estate coaching and that he was thinking about becoming a real estate coach. And after I asked him five or 10 questions, and I realized that he's never been to a listing presentation. He's never sat down in front of a buyer. He's never been under the pump trying to come up and um, uh, meet the requirements that are needed by his employer. He's never learned how to use digital and social media to build their personal brand. He's never learned the feeling of spending 10 hours chasing a listing and then finding out in one phone call over 10 seconds that you've lost the business and that he was gonna go off and spend $20,000 running seminars to get people to come in to build his personal profile and then to start selling real estate coaching services. And it got me thinking, you know what? Wall Street may be the only place in the world where people in Rolls Royces drive in to get advice from people that have taken the subway in. But I'm telling you, in real estate, I can't get over the amount of reasonably intelligent people, decent IQs, hardworking, who've been to plenty of listing presentations that are going in and getting advice from someone who is none of that. Never forget, take it from me. Don't listen to the advice. Listen to where the advice is coming from first. Sometimes the packaging is a lot better than the product. So guys and girls, nine game changers. Let's go through. Hello to everyone, by the way. Hello, Tanay, Sue. Let's see what we got here. We got there to scroll down. Got a lot of people coming on here. Guys, do me a favor. Share this ramp. Go off. Share, get your people involved. You know why? Because I'm about to give you the three important ratios you need to know in real estate. This is the number one point of this rant that we start off. I'm giving you nine things. Here's number one. Number one is know your three ratios. Here they are. Ratio that you need to know is your prospect to appraisal ratio. That is how many conversations or what kind of marketing is going to give you X amount of appraisals? This is one of the hardest ratios to work out because various marketing and various prospecting will give you different kinds of appraisals. 
Some of the appraisals you have are called immediate seller appraisals, where other appraisals you have are called future seller appointments. And what you need to do, guys and girls, is understand that different methods have various duration periods and they also affect the quality of the appraisal. Nevertheless, you need to know what your prospecting to appraisal ratio is. How many conversations do you need to have before you have an appraisal? Why? Because if you know that X amount of conversations give you X amount of appraisals, you have got control over how many appraisals you go to. The next thing is, the next ratio you need to know is your appraisal to list ratio. That is, how many appraisals do you have to go to before you list a property? Are you the sort of person that is a good lister? Because if you are a good lister, you can go to less appraisals. If the quality of your appraisals are better, that also means you can go to less appraisals. But the second ratio you need to know is your appraisal to list ratio. And the third ratio you need to know is your list to sell ratio. Out of all the properties you list, what proportion sell? So, two years ago, in hot markets, it might have been 90%. Today, it could be 40%. What does that mean if you're a person that wants to make the same amount of money they were making previously? It's very simple. You go to more listing presentations and you actually list more properties because your list-to-sell ratio is going to be lower. Numbers don't bullshit. Your group certificate doesn't bullshit. A set of scales does not bullshit. Understand, guys and girls, what you measure, you manage, as Shane Bowman says. So numbers don't lie. The data is there. The spreadsheet is there. Play the numbers game, guys and girls. Because when you start playing the numbers game, you begin to realize, I move this lever, it affects this result. And you stop having this emotional roller coaster ride. So let's recap on those ratios. You need to know your prospect to appraisal, your appraisal to list ratio, and your list to sell ratio. Let's move on to number two. The second thing I've said that I'm going to talk to you about is the question that you must ask at a listing presentation. Here it is. This is the question you must ask at a listing presentation. At some point, you must ask this question. Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, if you picked the perfect agent and the process went fantastic and it was seamless and you gave it a 10 out of 10, can I ask you, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, what would that look like for you? I'll say it again. Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, if you picked the perfect agent and things went brilliantly, describe what that would look like for you. A good estate agent is making sure that they find the pain points that a client's concerned about and they have that covered in what they deliver as their prescriptive solution to help that vendor. Let me give you another great statement that I think you should be asking at a listing presentation. Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, when I go out to look at a property, most owners want me to cover the following things. 
Number one, what their value of their home is. Number two, how long it's going to take to sell. Number three, what method works best and why. Number four, what marketing we should use and what it's going to cost. Number five, what our commission to sell the property is. Number six, a little bit about me and why they should pick my firm and me representing them. Can I ask you, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, if I covered all of those things, is there anything else you'd need from me before we went to the next step? Great question, because it's creating a structured agenda for you to have with that vendor. By the way, I want to let you know that real estate gym members, if you're watching this, you know that there is questions that I have for buyers, for open house visitors, listing presentations, questions that will get you to have a structured presentation, not a scripted presentation. And I have the best questions that you've got to be having with the buyer. So just don't forget, tap into that resource. Let's move on. Oh, by the way, I think that one question that real estate agents don't ask at a listing presentation because they're gutless, because they're too scared that they're going to come across as being, you know, too pushy. I mean, is this. You should close. You should ask for the business. If the energy's there, if you've done a great pre-list and there's been strong connection and you've covered all those structured points, I reckon that a great question would be this. Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, what would have to happen today for you to give me the green light and for me to get cracking? Ma'am, back yourself. You're a salesperson. Salespeople want the business and they ask for the business. And you know what? Commercial vendors... Vendors that understand that they need a salesperson in this marketplace, they're going to admire someone that's got a little bit of, you know, hey, let's do this. Let's move on. Number three. three number three game changer is this. Upload your database on the back of Facebook. This is the smartest way for you to have warm traffic. This is the game changer. This is, by the way, guys and girls, Susan gives me monthly updated figures in the world right now on Facebook. Gary Vaynerchuk, Tom Ferry, then Tom Panos on most search engaged social media, real estate content. Now, I've got to tell you, I'm proud of that statistic because I come from a country where there's about 25 million people. I'm not operating in the US. But you'll notice this year that I'm increasingly taking my time in other countries. I'm spending more time in other countries and I'm going to increasingly do that because I realise the opportunity for me and um, I'm getting asked to speak all over the world now. Uh, this year I'll probably speak uh, overseas 15 to 20 times, right? You know, I was in the UK, I was in Rarotonga, I'm heading off to Bali, I'm doing, you know, events in Greece, um, I'm going back to London, right? So at the end of the day, guys and girls, I'm letting you know that um, um, my own strategy has been using Facebook, has been using my database uploaded on the back of Facebook and actually retargeting to warm traffic. For those of you that are watching this, go to the Real Estate Gym. Uh, module number five is how you do it. It's a three-minute video. It's just a bloody killer strategy. Let's move. Number three. Sorry, we've done number three. Number four. Number four. Number four are what are three things. What, so number four is the best buyer question. The best buyer question. Beautiful. 
Yep. Yeah, we got a, we got about thirty two percent of battery. We should be right. Okay, guys, guys, girls, let's move on. Let me just say to you, um, number four is this. What? What are three things? So when you're seeing, like, with buyers right now, guys and girls, with buyers right now, uh, yeah, there's no charge on that computer, um, Gordon. Try it now. Yep, it's charging, beautiful. Okay, we get that light on, beautiful, perfect. Okay, so guys and girls, let me just say to you, what are three things? This is, this is what you should be asking buyers. Listen to me very carefully. What are three things, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, you won't compromise on your next purchase? Great question. Another great question is this, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, what's the best home you've seen so far? What stopped you from making an offer on that one? Those questions are going to give you really good intel, really good intel on how motivated they are as a buyer. And if I really want to find out how motivated a buyer is and their capabilities, I don't ask anymore, you know, have you got finance approved? That's a shit question because finance is so much harder. I think a better question is this. Have you actually got a written letter from a broker giving you unconditional approval and to what amount? Guys and girls, ask the crucial questions because in this marketplace, you've got to be working with A-class buyers and A-class sellers. Let's move on to number five. Number five strategy is if you only have $3,500 to spend, if you only have $3,500 to spend, what would I be spending the $3,500 on? Very simple. $300 per month on a videographer to shoot a four or five minute video with you interviewing a local business. And in that business video, you're going to get that video. And in the last one minute, you're going to give a market wrap and that video is going to go sit on the social media page of the local business that you've interviewed. And then what you're going to do is have that video shared across other groups. You'll press, you'll share it into other groups. Because what's going to happen is not only will the local business that you've interviewed put it on their social media platforms and give you exposure to a new audience, but when you share it yourself to other groups, you're promoting the local business and you're coming across as the community agent. I'd be getting a good quality video and I wouldn't be doing that off a Samsung or an iPhone because you're not going to get you know, the local business to want to do that using you know, cheap technology. So I'd cut a deal with a videographer and that's what I'd be doing with $3,500, guys and girls. Let's move on. Strategy number six. And what strategy number six is, what's the best thing to show a vendor at a listing presentation? Let me tell you what it is. Your hot 25 buyer list and you pull out, it could be on an Excel document, and you put it out and you just say, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, these are the 25 people that I'm going to get through your property the minute you appoint me to represent you. I'm letting you know they're pre-qualified, they're hot to trot, and we may be fortunate enough to sell it to one of them, which is going to mean we're not going to have to go through a very, very long, tedious process. If we don't sell it to one of them, we then look at phase two, and that is a broader marketing approach. 
there is nothing more powerful than them seeing names of people that have got money that want to buy their house. That is the best thing for you to be showing someone at a listing presentation. Number seven. What's the best thing to commit a buyer in a non-urgent market? What's the best thing to show a buyer in a non-urgent marketplace? What do you do? How do you get an offer off them? Very simple. When you go back for the second inspection at 4 o'clock, you make sure that you have other buyers at 4.15 waiting outside. And you use social proof and scarcity as a way to create urgency. And you can use dialogue and language and say, you know, to the buyer, I want to let you know the reason why we have a lot of people looking at this property at this time is people know that smart buyers are buying, the rest are reading the newspapers. Properties have realigned in value. Can I ask you, what number does this property excite you at? And I have to say, when they see people there and you're asking the right questions, you're making it easy to get an offer off people. Use the power of social proof. Now, I'm also going to tell you, the most powerful time a real estate agent has with a buyer is the list to launch period. From the minute you list it, before it launches it, you control it. You control the strings. You control the cards. Critical. Let's move on. Strategy number eight. Strategy number eight. What is the best way for you to get out of a slump if you're in a slump right now? What is the best way? What's the best way? If you're in a slump, if you're off track, what is the best way? And I'm going to share what the strategy is. Here it is. The best way to get out of a slump right now is to go back to the basics and to do two hours of phone work every day talking to one of three people, current buyers, current vendors, potential vendors. That's what you've got to do for two hours every day. And every day that you don't do it, you send $50 to someone you dislike. Because the pain principle, the fact that you're going to want to avoid giving a competitor that you hate 50 bucks, should be enough reason for you to carry that activity. You do that for a month, you're going to move out of a slump and you're going to move back into momentum. That's what you've got to do. But I'm letting you know, you've got to create a consequence for you if you don't do the behavior. Because we are drawn as human beings to the pleasure pain principle. We're attracted to things that give us pleasure and we want to avoid things that give us pain. You've got to create a consequence for you not doing that behavior. And I'm letting you know, it's only a short-term hack. But, you know, I, I, you know, I had Dr. Fred Gross that told me that, you know, one of the people that he'd worked with once was a Jewish guy. He would actually send money to um, uh, uh, Nazis if he wasn't sticking to the behavior that he was supposed to do. That is really creating a consequence you won't like. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine I want to talk to you about, coming from a book that I'm reading, Millionaire Real Estate Agent, and that is, how do you create a system? Everyone talks about systems. And um, in fact, what I'm going to do is in the real estate gym over the next 14 days, 
I'm going to actually provide this in detail, but here's a short summary. To create a system on anything in your business, like if you've got a PA, you need to have them to be able to understand there's this operating manual. This is the way that we do things around here. And what I'd like to do is share with you, you know, the steps to creating a documented model for you to actually have a system in your business. Step number one, what you want to do is write down all the things you do in bullet points. Everything that you do in bullet points. You need to make sure that you don't leave anything out. Step number two, you then have to create five or ten key categories. And now each of these categories gets its own page. So, so think about what I've just said. You've written everything that you've done. Then you write out five or ten key categories. Now each of these categories gets its own page. And your job is to copy all the activities from step one under a heading. So all of a sudden we're getting a bit of structure. These are the key headings in my business and these are the activities. Step four, what you need to do is get yourself a folder, uh, you know, just a, a binder and, um, you know, um, create a tab for each of the categories. Step five, you go to the first tab and under each item, you create a new page with that action as a heading. So all of a sudden, what you're doing is each action page now is getting like bullet points, what needs to be done. And um, guys and girls, this is maybe a one day job, but at the end of it, you've got this operating manual in your business. I want to thank, you know, Gary Keller from Keller Williams, who gave me the idea of how do you create a system on any business. So guys and girls, we've covered nine things. I'd, um, I'd like to uh, thank everyone on Instagram, Facebook, do me a favor, um, press that share button. And um, I'd really like to get this content out. On Thursday, Real Estate Gym members, I'm letting you know, we are gonna be covering um, underquoting. I've got the best lawyer in Australia to come in to cover underquoting. Let me make it very clear. I believe in creating urgency. I believe in great marketing, but I believe 100% that an agent must work within the laws and legislations of each state. I am not a believer of quoting low and watching them go. I'm a believer, and that's why I'm very selective with the agents that I auction with. I believe in transparency, but I also do not believe that a real estate agent is a valuer and you should not be a dream destroyer. You should have comparable sales that show an owner roughly where a property falls into. And what you need to do is to leave the door open so you can keep having a conversation with an owner to realign value if you don't get the number that they're hoping to get. In this marketplace, unless you leave the door open to continue having a conversation with a vendor, you are going to struggle and you're going to be listing overpriced turkeys. On Thursday, we're going to be covering that with Greg Jamison, but I'm also going to be covering the fact that the legislation has changed. Being paid commission only as an agent no longer cuts it. There are certain rules that need to be met in Australia 
and we're going to be covering it. Guys and girls, I want to thank you so much. This has been our first crack, Gordon, at using this high-definition technology. Do me a favor, guys and girls. Press that share button. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Uh, what are we doing tomorrow? Am I doing something tomorrow? Tuesday, we're doing a live stream. That's right, Tuesday, we're doing a... Are we doing a live stream on Tuesday? Yeah, it's Monday. It's Monday tomorrow, correct. So Monday, I've just got training. That's right, training at News Corp tomorrow. Guys and girls, I'm going to finish off here now. And always remember, always remember, have an attitude of gratitude. Things could be worse. You'll be able to choose to save it. So what do I do? I'll leave that to you to yeah, do. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday night rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the